It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. You can also reach us via email, 610k1a.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We are on Twitter at bottom line 610, Facebook at the bottom line 610, and the free mobile app is available through the Google Play and the Apple Store. So I'm Rob Francis. He is Derek Maselli. And you know, Derek, interesting story coming out today. Maybe, maybe dovetails a little bit about what we were talking about in the first hour, and that is the news that came from the Olympics in Japan, mm. in Tokyo, where um, very well-respected and decorated gymnast Simone Biles decided that she was going to withdraw from the team event uh, in the in the Olympics. Um, it was it created a bit of confusion after she went through with a vault attempt. Um, USA Gymnastics said she suffered a medical issue. Uh, the broadcast said that it was a quote mental health issue. Uh, afterwards, she decided to pull herself from the team event, and the explanation she gave has certainly. Um, made its way around the internet, social media, and so on and so forth. Um, they wound up finishing with the silver um, in the team competition. Some will look at it and discuss the the aspect of competition um, and, and look at the stresses that may be involved in competition. Mm. Others will look at it as competition itself. Uh, basically, Simone Biles told her teammates, delivered a message to her teammates before uh, they competed and finished with the silver medal, she said, quote, I'm sorry, I love you guys, but you're going to be just fine. You guys have trained your whole life for this. It's fine. I've been to an Olympics. I'll be fine. This is your first. You go out there and kick butt, okay? No injury, thankfully, and that's why I took a step back, because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. I thought it was best that these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists. They should be really proud of themselves for how well they did. It's been a really stressful Olympic Games as a whole, not having an audience. There are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process year. I think we're a little bit too stressed out. We should be out here having fun, and sometimes that's not the case. 
Today has been really stressful. We had a workout this morning. It went okay. But during that five-and-a-half-hour wait, I was shaking. I could barely nap. I had never felt like that going into a competition before. I tried to go out here and have fun. The warm-up in the back went a little bit better. But once I came out here, I was like, no mentals, not here. So I just need to let the girls do it and focus on myself. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there. Um, the first thing that pops into me is it's a very unfortunate time for something like that to happen. I also think in some of the statements that she made, I guess the first thing that raises to me as a flag is I've been to an Olympics. I'll be fine. That, I mean, if we have both played team sports. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is not a message you send to your teammates. Normally, when you are part of a team, the word I is not something that that you use. I have seen athletes walk away from sports in mid-season because they felt that they were a distraction to their team, that they were dragging their team down, that they were not helping the team, and so they moved to the side to give someone else an opportunity to help the team. They don't want to be the center of attention. They move away. They retire, whatever. Somebody else comes up, has the opportunity to play, maybe better than they did. I don't get that from that statement because there isn't anybody else to pull up. There isn't anybody else that can make it better. There isn't anybody else that could perform at a better level than what she was able to perform. As a result, now, is there a guarantee they would have won the gold? No, it's not a guarantee. But would had have would they have had a better chance to win the gold with her than without her? Yes. Well, not if she was performing like the way she thought she was, right? And that's that's the question, right? But here's the other aspect of that question is if you are in something like this. In other words, do we think this happened in one day? Do you have this type of feeling in one day? Or is this something that has kind of been there? Is there, And then we don't know the answer to that question. Okay, we don't know the answer to that question. But if this was there at the Olympic trials, if this was there before the Olympic team was named, and these feelings are there, and they're kind of in the back of their head, that's the time to step away. That's the time to say, you know what, somebody else should be on the team. Because what happened is a spot was taken, and then an individual was removed that is a significant piece of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the argument is always going to be there as what do you do in the best interest? And I think a lot of that comes to where you come from. Okay, So for me, it's... Team first, me second. It's 
if all I have to do is go out and accomplish this and I can take care of the rest of it later, I accomplish this first, I take care of the rest of it later. That's where I came from. That's how I came up. That's my mindset. That's what I do. It's my thought, first thought is always, you take one for the team first, and then you figure out how to get around that afterwards. Um, there are times that has worked to the negative, where someone has gone out there and they have tried to take one for the team, have not been able to do it, and it's wound up costing the team. Most of those have been physical situations. There may have been a few that have been mental situations that necessarily were not revealed, but the way that she spoke about this, it's almost like it would have been better for her to just not explain it. Just take the seat, maybe not necessarily be as open about it because a lot of what was in the statement really comes across as, you know, I just, yeah, no, it's really more about me than anything else. I think some of this, even though we now know it as a public statement and we've received it as a public statement and it's out there, how much of this do you think was her trying to convince herself that it was okay? That's a good point. It's a good point. There could have been some of this that that she's telling herself, yeah, it, it, you know, convincing herself that I didn't bail out on the rest of the Olympic team, that I didn't leave them hang, that I didn't, that I, you know, I didn't do my part. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K and A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Mary from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Mary? She, you on 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 Miss Files. You have to remember that things that she was doing, she could break her neck on. And if her mind wasn't there, if you look at the one from today, what, Sunday, when they did their their stuff, she wasn't all the way there. Not like in the trials. In the trials, she was doing that crazy vault and everything. And she didn't do it on qualifying. She didn't feel like she could do it. So I, I don't think it was, you know that the trials, it was when she, she got there. And who knows if the team has been arguing among themselves or whatever, because they didn't all look very happy when you ha- looked at the close-ups on Sunday. But, I mean, she was smart. She could have killed herself on some of the things she does. And if you're not there, you need, you, you don't want to be taken out in an ambulance. But that's all I have to say. Thank you. Fair point. Fair point, Mary. Thank you very much for the call. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Boyd from Kenwick. How are you? Good, Boyd. Turn your radio down. Just touch for us. I did. Is that okay? Is that yeah, better? Perfect. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> okay. Here, I've got one thing. I all due respect, Philly Rob. I disagree with you on the eye part of it. She wasn't all about herself. This is what, a 24, 23-year-old young woman. She It's just like a baseball player. Remember Rick Ankiel? Couldn't throw a strike to save his life. It was in his mind. It wasn't anything else other than that. He couldn't throw a strike. But then he became a great outfielder. 
so I think what she was doing was very sincere because she knew that if she kept going, she was just going to take away from the team. So she stepped away. And, and you have to give her a little bit of credit for saying, hey, it's just the demons in her head or whatever she said. I get it. I mean, there are people out there that it just, it probably wasn't demons. It was just that self-confidence that she lost, you know, just like getting a ball hit to a third base. You can't throw it to first. You always throw it in the dirt or you throw it over his head. I mean, I, I, I got a feel for her, and, and I don't think it was about I. I think it was about them. And, and she's just a young girl that maybe said the wrong thing at the exit interview, but she was just very emotional, and everybody can understand that. So I'm just going to hang up, and I'll let you respond. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Love the show. Appreciate the call, boy. Thanks. And again, more fair points. And I think we alluded to that a little bit in the initial discussion, is that the way it came across, how she explained it, didn't come across maybe didn't come across in the way that that she intended it to come across. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the things, and and I think think at some point in time, most people have been there where if they, it doesn't quite come out the way you want it to come out. It doesn't necessarily have the intention that it came out. And what I got from the comments very different from what some other people got from the comments. Yeah. I'm not in any way, shape, or form condemning her for what she did. The message that came across is what raised my eyebrow to where, yes, if you have this issue and this is going on, I get it. I completely understand. But the way it was explained and the message that she sent didn't seem like it was in other words maybe she said too much maybe the way she explained it didn't come across the way that she initially envisioned it to be explained ben you know i don't know how many interviews she's done right this is the hard part about being a public personality when you are an athlete that many consider one of the best gymnasts in the world sure you're, you're, oftentimes you are your own PR person on the spot, right? Sometimes athletes and other prominent individuals will have communication specialists operate their social media channels. They will have them advise them on things to say, things they shouldn't say going into interviews. But sometimes you're on the spot. There's a lot of emotion. And she very well could have had the full intention of competing, right? When you are one of the best in the world, when you've been a competitor most of your life, she very well could have thought that, you know what, I've got some things going on, but I can power through right up until she couldn't, and there's a lot of emotion going on, so she's saying what's off the top of her head, and you're right. Maybe it doesn't come out right, but that's just part of being a, a public personality. In this day and age with social media, with all the media that we have, it, it's unfortunate, but but I don't know how you avoid it. You know, I, I think one of the things that, that Mary said was interesting, too, that seeing the looks on the faces... And that maybe there had been something there previously. Maybe there was an un, a deeper underlying issue that people didn't know. And that certainly wasn't revealed through that interview. There could have been something a little bit deeper. Something a little bit deeper than what we initially thought or what wasn't alluded to there. But if there was some kind of dissension or maybe... Maybe the effort that was out there, maybe it was already kind of there, 
and there were some teammates that didn't think that she was being a positive influence on the rest of the team, and it was going to go without her. Back with more after this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Our phone number is 547 1610. If you'd like to get involved, you can also hit us up via email, 610kona.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you are listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Facebook at The Bottom Line 610, and our free mobile app always available through the Google Play and the Apple stores, always free as well. You can listen and message us through uh, that medium also. Windermere Group 1, 72soldtricities.com. There are houses up for sale, and houses are still selling. If you want to get yours in that category, contact the experienced realtors at Windermere Group 1. Get into the 72soldtricities.com program. It really is very easy, very simple. Contact the realtors. They'll explain the program to you. Get your house in the program and get ready to get multiple offers and maybe even thousands of dollars more than what you were originally asking for. 72soldtricities.com. It works. Contact the Windermere Group 1 realtor today. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, Sparky Umatilla. What's up, Sparky? Hey, hey, can I go back to your first segment? I agree with Jason what he said about uh, parents not disciplining their their kids. But there's another uh, aspect to the to the equation. When I was growing up, the teacher had control. You grabbed your ankles, the board hit you with the holes in it, and it was more embarrassing than, than hurting. I got. I got the belt on my rear end more than once, and it wasn't—it wasn't abuse; it was discipline. The government has absolutely taken away the power from the parents. They called the kids will call the cops, turn them in. I got a friend that has had trouble with his youngest boy, and he called the cops. The kid did, and the and the policeman told the kid, "You're living under your dad's roof. It's not abuse. You got to do what you're told." So that's another aspect. I'll let you go, guys. Thanks for the call, Sparky. Five four seven one six ten is the number if you would like to get involved in the program. Got a few other things I want to touch on this afternoon before it's all said and done, including something that broke late last week that we we didn't get a time to touch mm-hmm. on yesterday. Um, but it's 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 one of those things that the debate has has gone on in different avenues and different stretches for some time. Um, and I think it's one of those debates. I don't. I'm sure there are some people that aren't necessarily kind of debated out with it, or their stances on it may or may not have changed significantly. Mine has changed to a degree, um, but not necessarily in a positive way. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Um, but of course, as we age and as we are involved in certain things, um, as our experiences tend to dictate, that does tend to change our opinions and outlooks on certain things. Uh, so we'll jump into the latest discussion, still a little bit of a, of a, of a sports theme, uh, but we'll jump into that when we get back and certainly hope you 
have an opinion to share with us as well at 547-1610. The email, 610kma.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. Jason Hogan, American Family Insurance. Make sure you reach out to Jason today if you're not happy with your current policies or if you have questions about what could be changing with your policies due to some of the emergency orders put into effect by Mike Kreidler, the insurance commissioner? It's very easy to get a hold of them. JasonHogue.com. Auto, life, homeowners, small business, farm insurance. Find out how big the umbrella of American Family Insurance is and how much it can protect you and your loved ones. Also, they were named the number one mid-size insurer by J.D. Power & Associates for customer satisfaction. American Family Insurance, reach out to Jason today, jasonhook.com. 547-1610, if you would like to get involved in the program. So last week, in this uh, ongoing kind of conflagration of sports and life and um, I he- I hesitate to use the word because um, I don't really think sports teams and names have anything to do with social justice, but kind of on the... The, um, the, the the tail end of all of the things that have gone on in the last year. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, now granted, the Cleveland Indians came under fire for a number of years for their chief Wahoo mascot, which they did, uh, I think, do away with a number of years ago and went to the sea uh, for Cleveland. But the Indians decided that they were going to change their name. Uh, there wasn't really a call for them to change the name Indians, but they decided they were going to do it. And last Friday, they announced that they will be known from here on out as the mm-hmm. Cleveland Guardians. Um, just out of curiosity, Derek, do you know if there is a particular tie to the name Guardians and any aspect of uh, Cleveland lore or any type of sports heritage in Cleveland where the Guardians would be a uh, would 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 be something that would be an associative? Not that I know of, but I can frame the context of the name Indians in perhaps a different light than some might know if you're interested in hearing that, Rob. Well, fire away. <laughs> I, I want to frame this in, in a certain in a context here, historically speaking. And I want to start with just this summer, the fact that they found the remains of nine Lakota children who died at a boarding school in Pennsylvania earlier this summer. I think it was mid-July, not just a couple weeks ago that this news broke. Well, they didn't they didn't die this past July, the remains. No, were the, found the remains this were discovered July. this past July because uh, and, and they were dated to I think 1910 because at that point in time, uh, we were still taking native children from their families and assimilating them into American culture and in some cases at some schools, some institutions outright letting them die, right? So the Cleveland Indians were named that they became the Cleveland Indians in 1915. It wasn't until 1978 that the Indian Child Welfare Act gave Native American parents actual legal right to deny having their children put into these boarding schools. So until 1978, 
if you were a Native American child, you had to be put into this boarding school. They were taken, they were put into these Western schools. So the Indians name and the Chief Wahoo mascot, this caricature, they were created while Native American children were still being taken away from their families and either assimilated and at some institutions literally eliminated. And I I think the context I want to frame this in here is people were gaining entertainment from a name and caricature of, of a Native American while it was in essence in some places a crime to be Native. And fun fact, the first ever Indian boarding school that was sanctioned by the Bureau of Indian Affairs, Rob, Right here in Washington, it was on the Yakima Indian Reservation. And so I think if the Cleveland organization has decided to change its name and someone is upset for literally no reason other than that, what, you've got to buy a new jersey now if you're a fan? And if you're not a fan, it doesn't really affect you. I I, I listened to Ben Shapiro talk, and I listened to a lot of other personalities. We've got a strong lineup of programming here, but I listened to a lot of them talk, and to me, I just don't understand why folks are upset about something that, un- unless you're Native American or unless you're a Cleveland sports fan, why it bothers you. I mean, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. If they became the Detroit Dandelions, I would still probably be a fan. You know, they chose to change their name. It's my regional affiliation. It's who I've grown attached to. To me, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Rob, the name doesn't doesn't matter in that regard and if they want to change it and they think they're right to change it that's no issue to me you know the interesting thing to me i think i've gotten to a point with some of this that if if somebody a group a company an organization wants to quote uh, bow down to the wokeness well it's your business you can do what you want um, Cleveland Indians, who had the name for over 100 years, decided they wanted to change the name to Guardians. Um, yeah, okay, fine. Um, I think they could have done a better job on the logo. It's not really that great. It's got a C and a G on the other side of a baseball to make it look like a weird helmet or like Flash Gordon ears or something like that. But it's just not a good logo. Um, but they want to change their name to that. Knock yourself out. Um, ultimately, here's where here's where you could turn around and begin to maybe have the foresight of the hip, the hypocrisy argument. If they continue to sell or make available Cleveland Indians gear for purchase in a retro fashion, now you're being a hypocrite because you're selling two logos, you're selling two team names, you're double profiting off right. of the same thing. You change so, that name, it's done. Exactly. It's done. So, so if you if you if you allow Mitchell and Ness and everybody else to have the license to sell Cleveland Indians stuff, then you know, okay, well, you're still going to make money off of it. So how how woke are you then? Or are you just looking for another way to reinvigorate people's interest in your team, which is actually fading fast since they're planning on selling everybody off? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, it's Chris from Richmond. What's up, Chris? Hey, I'd just like to make a comment on what was just said about uh, the changing the names and people getting upset. I don't think it's the fact that they're just they're changing the names and, and whatever they're doing. I think it's the reason why they're doing it and the time in which they're doing it. I think most people are equating this to, like you said, being woke all of a sudden. And I think that rubs a lot of people wrong. So even some of the little minor things that are happening that shouldn't bother anybody, in our day, it bothers people. Um, 
And should it? Uh, maybe not, but, you know, it's just it's our times. That's what I got to say about that. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. Got a message from the free mobile app. Said, Guardians of what? And go Barry Sanders. But some people hate change and change to their ideals. And, and, and you know, that's a great point at the end. Is we we do see that we do don't we do hate change. We see something that we've been accustomed to. We don't want to see it change. We don't want to see the change. Maybe we think it's an affront to our ideals or not. Ultimately, the price that gets paid is going to be paid by the Dolans. It's going to get paid maybe by the Indians. Um, you know, in the long range, things the damage that gets done too is that's one less name that celebrates something and, and i'll touch on that in a few we we're gonna go back to the phone yeah. you're up on the bottom line news yes. radio 610 k1a your name where are you calling from you're up yeah hi is this bottom line yeah what what's on your mind sir yeah i just wanted to comment on the sports uh names and stuff that they were talking about uh-huh and uh i just wanted to say that uh you know i've for most of my life, the weekends have been my time to relax and enjoy sports, especially on Sunday. But uh, with all the political nonsense that these sports teams are carrying on, I haven't watched sports for the last two years. And I'd, I could give care less what they call themselves anymore. I'm not, I'm not spending my money to buy their hats and their shirts and uh, the, the – uh, posters that I used to get. I, I just, I'm completely out of it anymore. I don't care what they call themselves. Appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. Five four seven one six ten. If you would like to get involved in the program, one of the things that I think gets lost in in this conversation, um, I have never heard of a team that has named itself something to be intentionally disrespectful. There are some names out there that make you scratch your head. You know, what's a mud hen? Um, You know, uh, there are names that make you kind of wonder where did that come from. Some are tongue-in-cheek. Some are intentionally silly. Some are done in a way to make sure that they're memorable so that, you know, it's a name that doesn't escape you. But I've never heard of a name done to be intentionally disrespectful or because most teams when they come up with a name do so to try and inspire they do so to try and motivate they do so in a way to try and pay homage to something and if if there is a name that is of a ethnicity or a culture and that ethnicity or culture, there's a percentage of them that all of a sudden don't want to have those names out there. That takes your name out of the culture. It takes your name out of a larger spectrum and out of a, out of a bigger lexicon. So if that's the case and you want that removed, that's fine, too. That's just less that people are going to know about you and less people are going to wonder where did that name come from? Why did they take that name the way it is? Where did they get it from? So when names like Braves and Chiefs and Warriors begin to go away, 
and there's no more, there's no nothing else being paid in that regard, that's also I, a choice. I don't think you will for Braves and Chiefs and Warriors. We're talking about specifically but, Indians but here. Remember, We're talking about specifically Redskins. We're remember, talking about terms that are about that are literally it'd be like saying the tri-city mexicans but remember it's not the same the percentages are different and we're now in a we're now in a position and in and in a time when the smallest percentage is dictating what the larger percentage does there are those that have come out and said Braves need to go and Chiefs need to go and Warriors need to go. The decision hasn't been made to remove those names yet, but the outcry has been there for them as well. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, this is Steve from West Richmond. No politics. What's up, Steve? Baseball, baseball names. You know, Brendan Davis was a really good third baseman for the Dust Devils, right? Of course, you don't read about it in the Tri-City Herald. That's how that is. But they moved him up the ladder. They moved him up to Alabama, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> there it is. That's all I got. Thanks for the call. The Trash Pandas is a great name. Again, it's it's out there in the ludicrous and the ridiculous and it's there because it sticks with you when you hear it. The first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, all right, that's a name. Somebody just turned around and threw two darts against the wall, and boom, that's what they got. But but there are percentages out there. And, and unfortunately, I've always had a rule that I live by. 80% of the people in the world, you're not going to see eye to eye. You're, you're going to have just a different concept, a different everything. It's that 20% that helps keep your sanity. And there is a percentage of the population that it doesn't matter what you say or what you do, it's not going to be enough. They're never going to be satisfied. So once they get one thing, once they push hard enough to get one thing, they're going to push harder to get something else. And they're going to keep pushing to see how much they can get and how much they can get away with. And... At some point in time, I don't know if we go back to this or not, but there used to be a time where it was, look, there's really not an issue with this. It's your issue, not society's issue. Get over it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? All right. Give us a call back. 547 1610. We're going to take a quick time out here. Our final one. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, hour number two on your Tuesday afternoon. Any final thoughts that you have? Please make sure you give us a call, or you could also reach out to us via email, 610kona.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. Look up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line 610 Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, final few minutes. Here on your Tuesday afternoon, Rob Francis, Derek Maselli with you. From the free mobile app, Google Play, Apple Stores, we get, I hear the Mariners are changing their name to the Woke Blokes. Well, you never know. It is a different world over there on the other side of the mountains, particularly in the Emerald City. But... You know the it'll 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 continue. I used to get, honestly, I used to get more upset about it, um, and, and then it just it's like you know what you want to do this, go right ahead. 
if people want to champion it and they think that it's it's such a societal stain that you have this name, eh, yeah, all right, fine. In, in the grand scheme of things, um, you know what what's what's going to happen? I mean, it's it's not like you know, it's not like somebody renamed Mount Rushmore or decided that they were going to add a fifth president. Uh, you know, it, it's something that's in all reality a private entity. Um, that again, as we've talked about private entities before, you can do with what you want. Um, will it, it, will it have an impact positive and negative? They eh, have zero impact, but ultimately, um, you know, people will make the decisions the way they are, but, but the combination, the one thing that is very true. And one of our callers mentioned it already is that this continued seeping of, Politics into sports has chased a lot of people away. And all you have to do is look at numbers, and numbers tell the story. It was fascinating to see where the numbers for the NBA was, particularly in the playoffs when LeBron James was in them versus when LeBron James was not in them. Um, People used to look at sports and use sports as an escape much like they've used movies, much like they've used other forms of entertainment to escape the real world and all of the things around it, and that tended to include politics. Well, when politics begin to seep into those other avenues that you look to as a getaway, you remove those as well to continue to get away. So if teams want to do this and they want to go down this road, knock yourself out. Go right ahead. Whatever the damage is done, well, if you know it, it falls upon you, maybe your league, who knows? But the more we continue to see, especially the hip- the hypocritical elements, for example, the and the NBA is the biggest offender. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. They are the biggest offender when it comes to the hypocrisy that they will. They will make their statements on social justice until it comes to the Uyghur Muslims in China. Then they're quiet. Or they wag their finger at a general manager who wants to stand with Hong Kong and against the Chinese government. They wag their finger because so much money comes from China for them that they wanna they wanna be they wanna stand up for human rights until it's human rights that affect their bottom line. And then they don't want to stand up for those human rights. So the NBA is is a, is is farcical in their their social justice stances and platforms because they're so inconsistent and hypocritical that it's really kind of revolting. Um, others do it so that they don't get yelled at. You could stay out of it too. You don't have to say anything. There is no onus. Some feel that it's a, a responsibility and a, and a platform that they have to use, that they have to take on, and that's fine. That's okay. But every action has a reaction. And so as we've seen happen with some athletes, the stance you take could wind up having an impact on how the perception and how you are perceived. You have every right to do it. And other people have every right to react the way that they they plan to, as long as it's not in a manner that would wind up going against any kind of law 
that is ingrained in our society. And it'll continue to happen. I don't see it getting any better. That'll do it for the bottom line this Tuesday afternoon. Coming up next, it is the Afternoon Report.